Welcome to the Whipperwell Collective, a podcast dedicated to you, the avid hunter, fisherman, and outdoorsman. I'm your host, Andrew Van Morsel, and I'm planning on talking to you about tips and strategies of hunting and fishing, as well as your outdoor activities everybody enjoys. So sit back, kick your feet up, and enjoy this. Hey guys, I'm just going to take a brief second for a word from our sponsors, Buyers Carpentry. You guys need a house, a garage, cottage, or a beautiful, beautiful hunt camp. These are the guys you need to call. They're quick, they're efficient, and they're very, very polite. These guys will sit down with you, they'll design what you want, they'll build to suit for you. I'm telling you, it's worth the experience to hire Buyers Carpentry. You can reach Ken or Kevin at 613-223-0620 or you can find them on Facebook, Buyers Carpentry Incorporated. Give them a check out, guys. Tell them I sent you. Maybe they'll throw a discount in. Hey, guys. If you haven't followed me on Instagram, get on to it. And if you have, you know that I'm a brand ambassador for Scentlock Canada. Scentlock Canada has been around since 1992 and has been proven in the lab to be deadly in the field. I'm telling you guys, Scentlock.ca will give you some of the best options for great winter apparel and other accessories throughout the year that you're going to need. I just picked myself up some full season midweight gloves. They come with carbon alloy technology, to prevent the smell of your hands getting on things. So they're DWR treated. They have a moisture wicking uh, capabilities to keep your hands dry in those sticky situations. And you have an inner wrist bow release opening. That's perfect for me as a compound hunter because I want to make sure that the glove's not too bulky. Um, I've yet to, uh, to find a really good glove up until now. And I love these things. They don't feel any different than your normal hand, really. Just a little bit of thin lining on it, good to go. So they also have a touch uh, fingertip properties. I don't know about you. I love to use my phone in my tree stand. I'm guilty of it. What about you guys? All the texting your buddies, taking pictures, doing videos. You're going to love these gloves for that. You won't have to take them off. Um, It's also got a silicone printed uh, palm. So that whenever you're holding on to that tree stand in the icy situations or anything else like that, it's going to grip right to it. So I absolutely love these gloves. They're very, very lightweight. My biggest thing is that right there is that I hate a bulky glove. I'm more guilty of going to uh, Giant Tiger and buying those thin, thin black mitts uh, because every other glove that I've tried has been very, very bulky. These are not the case. These have blown my mind and I cannot wait to get out there and use them. I've just purchased them. I've been shooting in the backyard with them and I can tell you, it doesn't affect my shots at all with my bow. Love them. Go to scentlock.ca, you won't be disappointed. Scentlock, proven deadly. G'day guys and welcome to the Whipperwill Collective. This is episode 10 and I'm your host, Andrew Van Morsel. I got a good friend here, Ryan Byers, and we are going to discuss how our 2019 season went as well as what we are up to in 2020. So I hope you stay tuned and enjoy this one. 
How's you going, bud? Not bad, you? Good, man, good. I'm just sitting here having a couple Bud Lights. I don't know what you're drinking. Red Eye? Is that Beer what they are? Beer in Clamato. Yeah, having a couple pints on a rainy, rainy day and I shoot the shit with you guys, so. I think our 2019 season went pretty good. What about you? Yep, I had a pretty good year. I ever stood a buck up at the camp and I ended up with a really nice doe at the end of the year. And What'd you get? Uh, I got a six point up at camp. Uh, I only got out a couple times down home. Didn't have any luck, but seen a lot, so that was good. Yeah. See, uh, the end of the year there, we were out pretty hard. We had some really rough weather at the end of the year, the last four days. I think two of them or three of them was ice rain. Yep. We ended up with almost an inch of ice rain in total. Yep. Didn't, <laughs> didn't really help me very well. Um, tried to get out and... Uh, when I couldn't scrape the windows of my car, I decided I'd go back in and go to bed. <laughs> <laughs> Don't blame you. So, yeah, it was a rough end of the year, but we ended up with a lot of tags in our group not filled. Two, I think, which is enough for us. And uh, I don't know how many you guys end up with left over. I think we had one left over. <laughs> <laughs> a lot better than we did. Yep. So, but uh, everybody else did pretty good. Uh, a couple of my buddies shot some decent bucks. See some guys up in your area. Yep, those down, boys down here. A couple guys, majority filled their tags on the gun week and muzzle loader. The Monroe boys and those guys, they shot some nice bucks. And your old man got a really nice buck at the end of the year too. He, there, he did. Yeah, a little shy. I can't seem to get old Kev on this uh, podcast to to talk about it. But uh, yeah, he ended up harvesting a really really nice eight pointer. Eight pointer. Yep. Yeah. So. So good for him. And your uncle, he didn't get out very much, did he? He got out with me the muzzleloader week. Seen a lot of deer, but he was getting pretty picky, even though he hasn't shot a antler deer yet. <laughs> he, he knew that uh, uh, eight-point dad was going air shot, was around, and never seen him got close <laughs> enough. I did that for my first four years. I, uh, I was so picky that I uh, let some, some, some decent deer go by. <laughs> I can still remember the uh, the first the first one that I ever let go, let go. I knew nothing about deer hunting. I was fresh. Nobody in my family ever hunt. So I remember sitting in the tree stand and having this beauty, beauty eight-pointer come out. I counted the points. I was like, ah, he's only got eight points, so I might as well uh, let him go. Maybe I'll, I'll wait for the 12-pointer to come. Yeah. I didn't realize that they don't grow points per year. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah, I, I, I'd probably put him at at least a 120-inch eight-pointer. He was a... He was a He's a, bit, he's a good deer. I also had that old Fred Bear white tail edition too. I don't think I would have been able to drop back <laughs> at the time. I was just too excited. So, no. So this year went not too bad. I'm just coming back from today. I got to shoot my very first uh, scored archery shot. Um, I was out with a couple boys. We're we're entering a 3D league this year. I do believe we uh, we're all signing up for the Ontario Archery Association, and we're going to hit up some 3D targeting. So. Me and three of my buddies were out today, and they shot very well. I say I, I shot decent. You got to start somewhere. I shot a 245 today, out of a 300, and uh, I didn't get one single X. I did get a couple tens. I think two at the max, bunch of nines, but uh, the eights seemed to be my, my favorite number this year. And like my buddy TJ says, leave the eights alone. <laughs> I couldn't today, so. At least it gives me something to strive to, man. It's something to, to keep up with these winter months. I got nothing to do, Dude. so practice hard, and then maybe this summer when we hit up some three D targets or three yeah. D shoots, we can maybe score. You know what I mean? Yeah. We're uh, we're practicing here at South Nation Archery with uh, Larry Smith and his wife Kathleen. So 
top-notch archers and some, some great archers that come out of that place. So I'm hoping that uh, my game can be upped, keep it from not only hunting with a bow, but I'd like to yeah. maybe start with the archery. Like that, that really intrigues me. So try to get you maybe one day on that. One but, day, someday, when I get more time. Yeah, so... This year I'd like to get out and practice shooting some guns, oh man. Yeah. Like I haven't been I haven't been really into the guns, but I don't really want to hunt this year. This year I was planning on doing hunting with a gun, that is, guys, but uh, I was planning on doing an all archery year this year, so I don't think that's gonna happen no. at this point in time. It's too hard. No, I don't think it's too hard. I just it's something about that two seventy in the hand and and when I'm turkey hunting, I like a shotgun. I'm definitely gonna try and take a turkey this spring though. With, with the, the bow? Yeah. Uh, I'll probably take the first one with the shotgun just to get it underneath my belt, and then I probably won't bring that gun out ever again. Mm-hmm. And I'll try to archery. Try to get you out shooting turkeys this year, too. Yeah, I was going to say, I only went out once last year, and I missed, of course. <laughs> <laughs> no, uh, at least you get out, man. Yeah, it was nice. No, we can get you out. And your cousin there, he's from Jake. He's yeah. been slamming a bunch, yeah. so. I like to get out. I really enjoy turkey hunting. It's uh, one of those things that's like, do you put a lot of scouting in at nighttime? Yep. Finding your fields. Um, I also last year, actually a couple of years, I've been doing it as a, a spot and stock, and I've been finding a bird and trying to creep up on it. I think I might try that a little bit more this year. The last uh, two years, I've done it only one time per year, but I took that big Tom decoy yeah. and I tried to sneak up in behind it and try to get one. I'd really like to try to do that one, get within like thirty yards of one yeah. and shoot one by just walking with a fan or something. Yeah. But well, that's what I did this year. So I had a Jake and I only was getting that get out once and I had Jake with me and he says, just take that fan, crawl through the long grass. We can see the Jake's out there. And all of a sudden I'm crawling. I crawl about at least 50, 60 yards and there's still a good clip. And I can hear him in the background, shoot. And I'm like, no, like I'm not even close yet. And he says, shoot. And he stands up, starts walking in the field. And I had, I had to, I can see them starting to get a little nervous and they start running so I pulled up and I just put a hope shot as <laughs> <laughs> I was like me and Willie with the shoot part I was yelling at him shoot and he's looking at me like shoot I didn't realize he couldn't see there <laughs> he just stands up throws the dirt on the ground <laughs> pull pull her with the gun and just boom it was down so yeah I know I'm hoping turkey season that gets me pretty fired up but uh, we're getting off topic let's go back let's go back to deer season but let's go back to deer season name. yeah so, let's recap our uh, let's recap our camp life. What we yeah. did first week. So you came up for a couple of days. That was pretty good, man. Yeah. We weren't uh, successful while you were up, but we had a really good time. Yeah, it was good. It was uh, good to see you up first week. I tried to stay up for second week, but I'm too old, <laughs> homesick. I guess you could say. <laughs> Maybe next year we'll see. I say that every year. Yeah. But our first week we did pretty well. I think I've already told all you guys this, but. Uh, I harvested that nice eight-pointer on the last day that Becky's grandfather was leaving, so it was good because he was kind of bummed out. We were actually skunked after coming off a year like we did last year where we ended up with three of the four tags filled. And uh, this year, we ended up with one when he left. And then uh, I had my my wife and my sister-in-law and my brother come out and all our kids and whatnot. And my uh, brother and his wife went out and harvested a nice spike, um, which was good because... I know Mars doesn't like hunting at late season, so it was it was it was pretty good with that one. So, and uh, I know uh, she didn't pull the trigger. And my younger brother, we call him the deer killer for a reason, because he always has a good year every year. So, 
But it was good, man. We had a really successful camp. We had a fun time, and I really liked having you up there because it's a little bit different. We usually uh, it's more just like family up there, so it's like we eat, we go to bed. Yeah. Don't really have anybody to drink beer with because my family doesn't really drink that much, and uh, I really enjoy it, <laughs> especially at deer camp. Yep. So it's good to sit on the front porch and shoot the shit with you, man, and rocks and pints, and I'm I'm really kicking myself, I'm really kicking myself for going home early because you guys had one hell of a year. Like I was gonna say, I don't. Like, it's it's gonna be hard to beat. I know. I really. I first of all, I wanted to meet Ron. That was one of the biggest things. I kind of hoped that he was gonna be there whenever we were all there. Met Steve, he's a good guy, but Ron's just the guy that's been capturing my attention. <laughs> Older fellow with a million stories, and I've heard your grandfather's, I'm sure he's got a million I haven't heard, but I just to get the two of them together and talk oh. about the stories they would have had, you know, that would have been great. But your success, I want to hear about it, and everybody else does, because you guys tagged out this year. Yep. And I don't know if we've ever done that at I've, the camp. Uh, I don't think, other than like our generation going up, with us and our family, I don't think we've ever tagged out. You guys came the closest that one year you shot four, four out of five. Out yeah, of five, five guys. Yep. And this year you had four tags I think you went up with or five we, tags? We had five. Uh, Willie shot a yeah. dope before he went up. So we had six guys, five, five tags. tags. But you filled all five tags. You filled all five and tags. And that, that was unreal. So um, who shot them all? Uh, actually, uh, everybody did except for Steve. Mm-hmm. He's uh, he seen deer. He could have shot. He was the new guy this year, too. He was the new guy. Which is weird because the new guy always seems to be the guy that yeah. has the best luck. Yeah, well, he wanted to the one night. He had a spike, and he was ready, and all of a sudden, the deer, the spike horn took off, and he's like, what was that for? And all of a sudden, the other boys came out of the corner of the bush. So it was probably a good thing he didn't shoot, but... Yeah. I was going to say, we had... Steve left on the Friday, and we had all the rest of us. We each shot a deer from Monday to Friday each day. Yeah. So it was me, right? Were you the last one? I was the last one on the Friday. Friday. So yeah, everybody. Everybody. It was different. My dad shot Monday morning, a nice spike horn, half hour into the hunt, I think, or an hour. So that was a good start for our second week opening. And then he had a little trouble, did he? Uh, I know he doesn't like talking about it, but uh, he won't listen to this podcast for weeks anyways. (laughs) No. And then the Tuesday night, uh, he was using my 30-06, which he shot the spike horn, and it only went 40 yards, of course. Down three ravines, so that was fun. Yeah. We found a way to get it. <laughs> so Tuesday, all of a sudden, he just heard a noise, and he looked, and there was a big buck. Like big buck. Like, big. like our shooter buck on camera. Yeah. He had him right in front of him. And uh, he went to shoot, and all of a sudden, the scope was, t- the whole crosshairs were turned sideways. Like right around, not as a scope would go. What kind of scope was it? Uh, Bushnell. Good. I think they have a lifetime, don't yep. they? Yep. Yeah, we contacted them, and we're going to get fixed, but it was kind of more disappointing. He's like... Of course, he shot that spike on the Monday, and yeah. he had this big one come in, of course. Like, he says he's not meant to shoot big bucks. Do you think it was the 9 or the 11? He says he it was he was shaking too bad. I think, I think, it's hard for me to tell, but I think because Willie took the 11, I think he was hanging up more, more. north. Yeah. Right? And I, I couldn't tell you because Scotty saw it. First week he saw one was gray. But, yeah. Bright gray. Yeah. And I'm not sure if you're old man, and he saw it in the exact same, same spot, spot, so. Maybe, uh. I don't know. But if it was a nine boy guys, I think I think it'd probably be about a hundred and thirty to hundred and forty inch deer, like and that's a really impressive deer for up there. Like I mean a really impressive deer. Well, if it was anything if we think this one the nine was bigger than Will's eleven. Yeah. It's be bigger than one forty. Yeah. But anyway with dad, he went to move the viewing in on the scope and all of a sudden the crosshairs just start turning. He's like Uh oh. 
So we end up putting the crosshairs back to straight because he was in a panic. The deer was right there, and he had to shoot, which I understand I would have done the same thing. Yeah. And all of a sudden he shot, and completely, he thought, he didn't know what happened. It was, he just took off. And he was texting me, of course. He gets all panicked. And I said, well, wait. I said, well, wait yeah. till dark. And I said, pa, or my grandfather, Poppy, or Bill, he was down just 100 yards away or whatever at a different spot. I said, just sit. I said, well, let it go. See what happens. Wait till dark. And all of a sudden, we heard another shot. I was like, okay, what's going on here? Dad's like, I think Poppy just shot him. I was like, holy crap, okay, what's going on? And then, of course, the radios get came out and, nope, got a doe. Well, I think I missed, though. So anyway, we, the rest of us came back to camp. We all regrouped, and of course, we turned in, turned into a horror show, as Ron would say. My grandfather's four-wheeler froze. <laughs> so we went down to get him. We ended up having two four. What's he drive? A Honda, of oh, course. Shit. I thought he was gonna say Canada. Yeah, no, I was gonna be all happy. Good old Honda. Well, uh, just uh, it was cold up there, and yeah, and we got snow for the first time snow. in a long time. Yep. you got it last year. But, but it was snowed first week with first us. First week with, with, with yeah. you guys at the end. And it was white the whole week for us. And, of course, like we were going down and we rescued Poppy first. So we had to haul him back. The good old Can-Am, by the way, hauled him back. <laughs> so we finally got him back to camp and Poppy decided to stay at camp. And the Steve, Ron, Will, and Dad and I, we went back, check it out. We went to where Dad shot the buck the first time. We looked, we looked, we looked. Looked at the scope again. It was still not right. And we didn't see a stitch of blood. We were like, this is at like 6.30 at this point. We are like, well, no buck here. Let's go look for Poppy's doe. Just, yeah. we're out here now. Might as well go do it. Instead of wait till the morning. So we go over there. Get on the floor with our trek over to Walter's. So Steve, or Dad, knew where Poppy shot. And so Steve went there. And all of a sudden, there's blood. And then Poppy told Dad, when Dad went to rescue him, as he would say, yeah. <laughs> um, uh, he says, what happened? He says, well, the deer, when he, he went to look for blood, he seen the deer stand there. And it was too dark at that point to take a second shot, blah, blah, blah. So Poppy backed off. And so we just started following blood, and right where Poppy said he seen her stand there, there she was laying there. Oh, yeah, it didn't go anywhere. Just, didn't, it just laid right there. She must have stopped, and that was the just last stopped, thing. Stopped to look back and see what it was. was and then that was it. I wonder if it was the doe that came out on me and Maddie. Because, yeah, I, yeah. honestly and truly, she didn't spook. Like, no. we, we walked up. She was already on the pile. And uh, she looked at us. So I told Maddie to be, like, very careful. I got it on video. We videoed it for a bit. And then we walked right up into the stand, shut the door, both sat down, and she walked off to the south towards Scott's stand. Yeah. And... Didn't run. I couldn't believe it. Like, I've never, I've, I've never got that. She was eating the pumpkins. That was the one I told you she was eating the gourd. Oh, she was dragging that gourd around. Yeah. So. Yeah, it could be. She was a pretty good-sized doe. Yeah. That's good, but, man. Yeah, so we found her and then went back to camp. And, of course, we had to rub in Poppy's face. <laughs> he actually, he don't miss too often. So, like, yeah, Ron, Ron, Ron would say, he, Bill don't miss too too often so we knew I can remember the time he told me the story he shot the two deer in one shot yep he, <laughs> all of a sudden he walked up and there's two laying there right through but yeah no he's got a good shot oh yeah and you know, where about, about your deer bud my deer let's well, hear about your deer so anyway so front I want to hear from it from the beginning okay like the, the shitter all the way up <laughs> like you know what I mean yeah so Friday morning I didn't go out I wasn't I was in the bathroom pretty well all morning so I didn't go out and the rest of the boys did 
So I got breakfast there, got the coffee on for the boys when they got back. And so dad came back first. He didn't see nothing. And then Will came back. It was cold. And then Poppy and Ron were still out. So whatever, we're in our pajamas at this point. It's beer and Clamato time. We're having beer and Clamato and we only get service in the one window yep. at the table. And it's weird because you guys get service in that window and I get service in the other, other window. Oh, eh? well, that's what I can put them in both <laughs> and sometimes whatever. It's hit or miss. So dad looks at his phone trying to get a hold. Ron was texting him. And uh, dad's like, boys, grab your guns. At this point, like we're in our pajamas, our Crocs, our T-shirts. <laughs> so we look out the window. We can see this buck chasing the doe. At this point, he's kind of, the doe's just trotting off and he's just trotting too. So Will and I, like first time we've ever seen a girl in the bush, we run out there in Crocs and pajamas and we just panicked. It's just like first time we've ever seen deer at camp. Yeah. Well, that's honestly, man, I think that might be the first time I've ever seen a deer that close. I haven't that seen close. it, but you guys might have yeah, like, heard last, of it that close. Yeah. Well, last I mean? March we went up just for guys weekend and we had two does walk right up to camp. We're like, holy crap. But then they seen us but during, but during hunting season. No, not during hunting season. No, that's what I mean. So Will and I start running and then the deer heard us. But if we would have planned the attack and actually calmed down, <laughs> All we had to do was walk legit beside our outhouse, and we would have took a crack at this buck. We didn't know what it was. We just seen antlers, and we only had one buck tag by Friday at this point, so we knew it was good to go. Yeah. But legit, we could have shot could, him from the shitter. Could have been the shitter buck. Yeah, pretty well. So <laughs> anyway. Could have hung his rack right on the side of the yeah, was <laughs> We took off running after him, and he was up the ridge, gone. We're like, crap. We, then we get in. I've slept a couple times. We're in cracks and snow. is not a good idea. Don't recommend it. <laughs> Fell three times. All of a sudden, I can feel, I can see blood on my knee. I smashed my knee. I was like, oh, great. <laughs> Your blood, sweat, and tears, yeah, man. Your pretty blood, well. sweat, and tears. So at that point, we called Poppy. We said, stay in your stand. They were kind of going that way. Maybe yeah. if he gets back chasing her, he can go that way. So Poppy sat out there for another hour, hour and a half, I guess. And he finally came back. And we went down and seemed like, so I went down to Scott's at this point. In the afternoon hunt, after our breakfast and stuff, everybody gathered and so everybody went to the spots. Uh, everybody, dad sent me a picture of a doe sitting behind the house. Lovely, eh? Yeah, lovely. lovely. Of course, all the doe tags filled, which is fine. We'll save some for this year, 2020. Yeah. So about four, 10 after four, I'm sitting in Scott's and I can see this doe come across the swamp. I'm like, crap, of course. I know it's probably 80 yards, but in the long grass, eh? You can't really tell yeah it's about four or five feet tall yeah so i can just see him or see her sorry and all of a sudden it comes to the bait pile i'm like holy crap it's spiker oh he has he actually had pretty tall spikes and i'm like well we got a buck tag he came right to the bait i said i got my gun ready got the scope up and just before as i was getting ready to shoot i heard running through the bush i'm like okay well, let's hold up here spiker's content right where he is yeah I just look over to where he spike came from, and I see a doe beeliner up on a ridge, and it's snow. You can see uh, like it's probably this is a, is the ridge right behind the, the peninsula where your bait where our bait comes out. Yeah, just off to the left more. Oh, it's probably right where my bear was running. Yep. Yeah. So all, I just see running. I said, "Well, there's a doe." I said, "There's going to be a buck right behind." Is that time of the year? It's rough. It seems it seems to be rut always hits you guys. Second and, like, week. And, and like we said this year, the second week was later than normal. Yeah. Usually we always, I always like down home, down here. It's always just after the second week. I always yeah. see you chasing. And I always and find that down here. Though. Yeah. 
and into okay. muzzle loader, it's always great. We just go that little bit northwest and it yep. changes, eh? Yep. And j just this year, phew, he was, I seen this buck running, and I said, well, I'm going to wait for him because I'd rather have a little bit bigger than a spiker yeah. at this point. And I kept on trying to get an eye, like, eye on him, and he just chasing hard on her. Her tail's right, curled right up. Yeah. You know she's in heat. She's in heat and he's sniffing. Oh, yeah. And anyway, I just, they, she came into open swamp. He never did. He stayed by the edge of the swamp and up on the ridge back through, and I couldn't get a, a too many trees. You take yeah, a shot. Yeah, it's like cedars here, and then it opens up in those spots. spots. Yeah. So at one point, Dead he fall. just, he came out in the swamp for a short a second, not even. He was just beeliner, and he finally came up the ridge, and he was running, and I was going for the next shot. I had it. I shot. I don't know because he was running. He turned. He got up on the ridge. Nothing. He looked at me like I was a goof. <laughs> Said, "Nice try, buddy." And then he took off after her. Again. Well, he's not the only one. Yeah, pretty well. <laughs> and I'm like, "Oh crap!" I said, "Well, Spiker took off at this point." And I'm like, yep. "Oh crap! I just ruined everything." And I said, "Well, maybe not." So I still have my gun ready. Still got it was 4:15. Still got 45 minutes to 50 minutes of light. Yeah. Open swamp, snow. It's gorgeous out. And then I see her again. I'm like, "What?" She came back. And right on her tail was a six was point. Him. Or this, I didn't know it was a six point at this point. He's fairly wide, man. I'm yeah. behind, like I was surprised. Yeah, and uh, she came out to the swamp, and I had her lined up waiting for him, and she curled at the perfect time. She was gonna cut out right in front of me, 50 yards. And I already, as soon as I knew she turned, he was coming right after. As soon as I seen Brown in scope, Boom, I just see him drop, fold back, that's and the old, it. the old saying, if it's brown, she's down. Yeah, yeah. Oh, that's good. Yeah, it was awesome. Well, I can tell you right now, Willie's big 140-inch uh, deer. <sighs> You're looking at number two this year. Yeah, it was. Because uh, I'd almost say he's bigger than my eight-pointer, because mine was a little bit more narrow than that, and well, the tines are probably the same height. Same height, but I was yeah. Like, yeah, it was awesome. I've never, I've never, I've seen them chasing in my oh, truck, of course. You, you know, never... Do you know what the bat, that, that's right there. I've never, I haven't seen that in years. It's just, I've never seen that. I've seen it, but I've never seen it in years. Uh, the last time I seen chasing, um, if I had a muzzle loader, I would have shot probably 150 inch eight, eight. No, it was not an eight. It was a 10. It's a 10 point. Um, down at Whippoorwill where I was, he come running out chasing the doe. He had a, a six pointer come run, run underneath my stand. Right. And I was like, He's been spooked by something, obviously, and then I could still hear the running, like you said. There's no hills, but yeah. He, and this doe come running right out into the tower line, come flying right out. And then next thing you know, right behind it was this huge buck. I got him to stop at 60 yards, and at that point in time, man, I'd be lucky if I could have shot 30 with my bow. Yeah. And it was, I think, three days before muzzleloader opened. Oh, of course. So and then I never saw him again. But it was he was a he was a good buck. But yeah, man, that's the only time I think I've really seen in the last couple of years. I've seen. Uh, any deer chasing and that's Jesus. that's perfect oh right? it was just it was awesome just like that's like he he probably wasn't even affected the first no nope. the first shot he just looked at me like i was goof like i said and he just he had nothing else on he, nope. he had nothing else on his mind it was just a sound in the bush basically yep. nothing nothing hurt him yeah, you know like what i mean that shot didn't face so, him one bit it's like it, the it's like the, the snipers always say if you hear the shot it's not for you <laughs> yeah pretty cool <laughs> do you know what i mean so yeah so that was uh that was good man like yeah. we had a really good year this year like we harvested seven deer out of that camp yeah. and i can tell you um from when i first started to now the improvements that we've done is unreal yep um 
I can remember just being lucky going up there, seeing seeing a deer, yeah. let alone shooting one, right? We always ended up with one deer a year with our first week. And then the year that you guys popped four out, it was like unheard of. Yeah. Like we were like, wow, we didn't even know there was that many deer up there. Yeah. And then to now, we're, what we have done is uh, implemented food plots. We've been heavy baiting, yeah. heavily baiting. Like I want, I want to say heavily baiting, but it's not like massive amounts. We just go up every couple weekends yeah. and pour some out every time up there. Like um, There are people around that are against baiting, but honestly, I love it. I don't yeah. even do shit anymore, man. I, like, I, like, I like the fact that I'm trying to learn without it. But honestly, like in certain areas, especially whenever you have everybody else doing it, like all you're doing is giving yourself a disadvantage by not doing it when everybody around you is doing it, right? Yeah. So with what we do, and we give them a, a wide variety, yeah. like I mean from the oats, the corn, the soya beans, the minerals, the molasses, like the hay you guys bring up, the pumpkins, the gourds, like we give them like a smorgasbord of everything yeah. they want. And the amount of deer that we've seen in the last, what, three, four years? So it's tripled. It's awesome. Tripled. It's exactly. So, like, like this year, we have. Because usually we just, what we see, we shoot, right? Yeah. If we have the tags, obviously. But this year, like, Steve was sitting there one night and he had five or six there and we never shot them. Yeah. And after I shot that six pointer, that spike came back and there was another one coming. See, that, that's the good feeling about it. When, when you can go from a place that you can choose when you only got one week to hunt yeah. only one week to hunt you can still choose yeah. at what you want to shoot that's what i think good management is yeah. like i'm not saying we're top quality deer management because we're still shooting younger bucks by yeah. any means but still that's what we want and i'm telling you even with the old guys there you're never going to change your mind no a deer comes out they got tagged for it they're meat hunters they've only got like my father-in-law and becky's grandfather they only hunt one and your grandfather yeah. pretty much only hunt one yeah. week yeah. of the year so like if you want venison you shoot what comes out. You don't just wait. Like yeah. with us, we have the option of going up there for a week for a really good time, choosing to harvest our tag, or we can use their tags yep. because they don't hunt. And then we can go back home and, and try to get that big buck if yep. we want. Like I did this year. I know you tried. Yep. You were about as successful as I was. The problem <laughs> was everybody just kept shooting your target bucks. I had a tough time getting a target buck on camera this year. I had a couple. Big Mike, he showed up again this year. but uh, And then I had that broken eight. And I hope he made it through this year. But we have that option down here to, to choose, yeah. right? And, and I really enjoy the fact that when we go up to the camp, like, we actually have an option now. Yeah. And, and even with bear season now, like, yeah. we can do that. We don't have to shoot those one-and-a-half-year-olds. If you want to, yeah. that's fine. Because yep. we got a buddy like Willie says. <laughs> he says, I'm not particular, and I'll <laughs> shoot everything. So I love that. But, I mean, like, if you want to shoot a, a bigger class bear, like, you're not shooting 450s up there all the time no. by any means. You're going to get Diamond that one. Up there. That's, like, the same thing with our deer, though, right? Yeah. Like, you're not shooting 160-inch no. deer. We're going to get one or two a year. And, like, Willie... He shot a, a, a really good 100, I think it was 142, you said? 140. 140. And as a three, I, I'd put him at a three and a half year old. Oh. But I'd say that when I was saying the nine year, is bigger, I don't think he's bigger horned. I think no, he's bigger, bigger deer. Yeah. Like a bigger, he's an yeah. older deer. Yeah, for sure. But, but like that Buck Willie shot was freaking impressive. <laughs> well, freaking impressive. Huge. So, um, like everything's improving up there. Like if we're going to get two or three shooter bucks on camera up there every year, man going from none to two or three that are three and a half plus. Yeah. Like, that's what I want to see. And, like, we... And, like, I'm good with the boys. Like you said, like, the guys are coming up for first week. They want to shoot those smaller ones we got. Hey, man, it's your tag, right? Yeah, exactly. But personally, like me and you do, I'm, I'm going to hold out for something substantial up there. Yeah. And, or, or what you did this year, 
I'm gonna shoot something. We're maxing all tags. Yep. If it would have been up to me and we were, we already had three deer down and I had to shoot a spiker to fill that four tag first week, I'd done it. Oh. Just to say, we well, shot all of them up there. Well, that's what we our goal was. We were like, wonder after we got the third, and it was only Wednesday at that point after Willie shot that big buck. We we're like, you know what? We have two more tags and we have two more days left. We're like, we might as well go for it. See what happens. And uh, it happened, thank God. And uh, but Willie's deer that Wednesday night. He was actually sitting near Dad and I, and he hasn't seen a deer. I'm not gonna let you tell the whole story yet. And because I'm gonna get that fool on here one of these times. times. I love listening oh. to that guy talk stories too. But uh, we should all, me, you, and him, should get up here and do another podcast of this and talk about that deer. You tell you you can tell tell them how it kind of went down from your point of view. How, how about we tell them from the recovery? I want to hear how your experience was talking to Willie right after that he shot that buck because I know he would have been excited because Willie's a meat hunter and yeah. shoot a big huge deer yeah. like that like well he just texted me big buck down like usually you can hear shots up up there yeah <laughs> but uh, this year we didn't we're like what we're like okay whatever so we waited obviously till light we go in as a group Nighttime, it's one of those things we do as a group. Go in, dark, have a beer, and whatever. You, and where you're going, it's, it's the thick. furthest part of the property, and it's thick. Well, we thought it was. We thought it was, yeah. Yeah, but it's the cedar bog. I've been lost in it. Uh, my family's been lost in it. Been in lost. You guys got yeah. lost in it. And Willie was literally hunting to the west of it, like, and close. Yep. Yes. Says he's been out in this spot. How many years do you say he's been out in this spot now? Three or four? Uh, how long? We've been going up there. I think this year was our fifth year up there. He's been in there majority of those five years. He's been hunting hard. He's took some little, like, I want to say littler <laughs> bucks because this buck oh, was yeah. huge. But he's got some decent bucks out of there. But, like, this thing is I was gonna say that, 140 inches yeah. of freaking bone, that man. Like eight-pointer he shot the second year when we got... Is that the one that's on the wall up there? Yep. That was... Pretty big for up there. It's weird, us. eh, with that one because he's got like a really, really thick main beam and he's got these little, little dinky tines yeah, on Yeah, but 2.30 came out too that time. I was like, what? But yeah, man, like that spot is, is like you said, we were talking before we recorded this podcast. Um, it was two years ago we were up there and Willie decided to uh, to put up the, a, a bait pile. He never wanted to hunt a bait pile up there or anything like that. And this time he decided he was going to throw out, we ended up throwing out some hay some corn, uh, a couple pumpkins, stuff like that. And he just sits up on this little knoll on the hill in his turkey chair and sits there. And I can remember because I was in the top meadow, which we're probably 120 yards apart from each other. And uh, I was sitting there and I heard the first shot go off, kaboom. And I was like, uh-oh. And then two seconds later, I heard kaboom. And I was like, huh. So I texted him right away. I said, deer down. And he gives me this text back and says, nope, Mr. Bear. Like, what do you mean you missed a bear? <laughs> he's like, it's, uh, he's like, I tried for a headshot and I missed. And I was like, oh. And then when we got back to camp, we were talking about it. I was like, why'd you try for a headshot? And he's like, it's deer season, man. It's not bear season. I was like, it doesn't matter. He's like, it does to me. He says, I figured if I could have shot it in the head and dropped it right there, bad, I'd pick it up and we'd harvest it, he says. But if I couldn't hit it, then he says, I wasn't tracking the thing. <laughs> it's not a deer, he says. It's not deer, it's not uh, bear season. So I started laughing right then and there. I was like, that guy's hilarious. Oh. But yeah, that was the spot, and man, he sat there, like you said, for like five years, and, and finally, finally something su- substantial yeah. pulled out, yeah. out of there. This, 
I've been saying this since I met you, man, but this year is going to be your year. Ugh. I got my 140-inch deer there. Willie took his 140-inch deer. And the only other guy that does more work than any of us is you. Oh, I hope so. And this year is you. I I'm telling so. you. I hope so. So, but maybe we just got to stick you in a new spot. I think so. I've been sticking to the four and with the 30-06 out. I yeah. wanted to sit there, but I, I love my 243, and it's not really much of a thick spot. Yeah. And... Uh, I wasn't. I didn't want to use anybody else's gun without shooting it, and I didn't. Yeah, you know, I got out of trouble with that. I just. I don't like shooting in the bush whenever it doesn't need to. I just something with me always have been, especially in hunting season. Yeah, because we don't have a range, man. No, and like, we yeah, we can shoot our guns. We but, own yeah. sixty-eight acres, and we hunt an extra two hundred. Yeah, and yeah, we we just don't want to blow it out. No, early. we just don't want to let shots off. And so I said, well, no, next year I, I hope to buy a new gun this year. So Dad can hopefully get that scope fixed up and Dad can use the .30-06 and I'm hoping to get a new gun so I can go in those thick areas. Not be a... F Shotgun. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You a slug gun like my brother got. I, I have one. Do you have a slug gun? Yep, scope on it, everything. Oh, Jesus. I'd be, uh, I love the sound of that thing. Ooh. Yeah. I never shot a deer with it yet. I've shot at a deer. It didn't go too well, but... Well, well speaking of that, what are we going to do this year then? For camp? Yeah, like we did the food plot behind the house last year. We're going to redo that because it didn't turn, turn out it. very well. And what I want to put in is an alfalfa mix this year. This year? I want to put it in early though. Like instead of like, you know how we're planning on bear hunting the end of June? Yeah. Oh, end of June. But the end of the season of yeah. June. Um, I'd like to go up May, sometime in May, before the bugs and the black flies get yeah. crazy. Before my brother takes that disc out and he's going to leave it out there, he told me. So I got to oh, get it before there. So okay. I'll take it out. We'll get it all tilled again. And then... What I'd like to do is, is replant that in alfalfa and then leave that early season May so it has a chance to establish yeah. because it didn't establish no. last time because it was too dry. Too dry. Too oh dry. my God, was it ever. We probably could probably use some lime. Yep. I'm probably, we should probably buy some lime. But what I'd also like to do is if we can get that tiller up to the top meadow, I don't, wanna, I don't think we're going to get a full food plot in because no. it's just a lot of work. No. But I think if we could run that in the open grass areas, we're going to cut down on that parsnip and everything else. Oh, yeah. I'm talking just in front of the stand. Yeah, absolutely. Right? We don't need to do that massive two-acre no. meadow. We'll do like, I'd say three-quarters of an acre. Yeah. And if we can get it just broken up, we could throw some hand seed in there. Yeah. And maybe get some beans or something. Yep. Something that's just going to pop up through the long grasses yeah. and maybe take over some other stuff. we got some good goldenrod along the outside. Yeah. And that's a really good feed for them. Yeah. Plus, it gives it a nice uh, edge for them to... to, to to break in through so yeah. they're, they're, they feel comfortable coming in. Yeah, we don't want to open that thing up. I think, this is my opinion, I think we should do some timber management this year. Like trim some trees, cut some trees. Yeah. Um, we got a lot of oaks down by Walters, like a lot of oaks yeah. down by Walters. And I think we should open up and we should we should remove some of the non-oaks. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Like take some of that basswood and those and those uh, tall skinny maples. Yeah. Because we got lots of maples on the north side. Yeah. Um, uh, by the triangle, all that. It's a huge bush of maple and beech. But the only oaks we have on the property are down by Walters. Yeah. And that's a huge food source. Yeah. So instead of like, you know, I said I want to food plot that big hill. Yeah. I, I, I kind of, I like the grasses, the natural gas, grasses there. Yeah. But I think if we took, um, and we could use it for firewood too, right? Yeah, we absolutely. took some of them big trees down, except for the ones we put the barrels on. <laughs> we took some of them big maples out that yeah. overcrowd everything. I'm sure some of those oaks would do a lot better. Yeah. Produce more mass crop, and we'd be, we'd be sailing off down there. Because, yeah. like, that end, plus that's our property, right? Yep. So that's our property, so we can do stuff with it. Yeah. Um, I think that would be a good good improvement. It's not going to cost us a fortune. No. 
and uh, it's win-win, right? Like yep. we cut, we get wood for the camp, we open up the canopy, we're gonna add more uh, natural vegetation on the bottom with those grasses. Um, I don't know if you noticed last year, I think me and you, me and you were up uh, doing the food plot. Remember all those little strawberries? Yeah. Could you imagine, like, oh, I guarantee those wild strawberries, and, no, and the deer love those. Yeah. Just love those. So, I mean, it's not going to help us in hunting season, but, but it might might hold deer throughout the year, yeah. right? we got a good water source on the east side of it with that creek that flows. Yeah. So, that'd be good. And then, like, with our idea, me and you had there, if we can somehow work the ground in front of Scott's stand, Same. because it was the pond... It's all dried up. It's been yeah. dried for years. I was going to say, it's just that ditch that's wet there. And I think I think it's only a quarter acre. I think that's what I mapped out on hunt stand, the little section we did. Yeah. And if we can go on the other side of the ditch, too, and get a little bit in there, yeah. we, might, we might be able to get a full acre in there. Yeah. Nah, maybe half an acre. I should yeah. say not a full acre, half an acre. Just can't triple. No. <laughs> yeah, maybe half an acre. But if we hand seed corn or we broadcast beans and roll them in, yeah. um, it's not too wet. No. But it gets wet more south eh? yeah oh yeah so that island, yeah well not even that like even like 50 yards from the stand like they're standing yeah. in water sometimes right yeah. but that that main grass area that always stays grass yeah like if we could we can rock that roll that in we might get it's always damp so that it'll always germinate yeah right and then uh i don't know you got any other plans than that not really just uh i'd like to check out past where willie shot his there and the just side. check out a little bit farther other than that, I think we're doing pretty well. Just so, just for what you guys are talking about, or let, well, what we're talking about to you guys, is we, we hunt a majority of crown. I know a lot of guys don't like talking about it, but there's quite an abundance around us. And we finally realized that like the, the property we hunt and uh, we have for years is crown, and there's more to it. So... Um, it's, it's a great resource. That's what I love about Crown Land. It's a great resource. The downside to Crown Land, like I said, is, is there's always something else I can hunt in. Yeah. The best part about where we hunt, though, is there's so much of it. Every camp has pretty much designated which section they're going to hunt. Yeah. Right? We've, ne- we've never... We, yeah. The odd time you might run into someone that's wandering. Wandering. But you not. shoot the shit with them, but he, he doesn't come sit in your yeah. spots. And there's that guy that comes and hunts our stands when we're all done. Yeah, I'm happy with that. Yeah, if he wants to put me in his freezer, it sucks that he's not paying for the bait and stuff like we do. But but hey, man, we're we're helping out somebody, right? Yeah, yeah he and he doesn't interfere with us no. until we're done with it. Yep. So I'm happy with that. Yeah, um, and I don't think we've ever had a problem with anybody. I don't think so. I was gonna we say. had we had a couple guys one year telling me that we were on their property, which I knew we were on Crown. They're trying to lie yeah. about it, but uh, once we kind of had a civil conversation and we realized we were hunting out of yeah. Winchester Hunt Camp, he's like, "Oh, he's like, I thought you guys were just in here." No, yeah. no, no, no. Well, so guys, everybody around kind of knows we hunt it, and yeah. So they kind of it's been that way. Yeah. It's like we do. We do. We don't go across. Well, what was Clay's camp? We don't. We don't hunt the Crown land no. by them because they've been having that. Yep. And uh, on the other side of them is another 900, I believe, acres of yep. crown land that I want to explore. Like, I know they hunt it, but I want to explore it. I'd love to be able to look at it because I know those guys don't hunt bears. Mm. And if we could throw a bait or two in that crown just for bears, like, they hunt man deer in it. They might not even hunt deer in it because yep. the new owners might not go there. No. But at least we can talk. And, and yeah. like, your dad and you guys have established a good relationship yep. with the new owners. Yep. So it's good that way. Yep. But, uh, yeah, we have a great, great area. I met guys, actually... I don't know if I told you this, but I met guys out when we were leaving first week. I met guys out where we park our vehicles, like when I do, my Jetta. I park it, met this guy, and he actually lives in McDonald's Corners, and they drive in to hunt Avery's. 
Which one's Avery's now? Jay's. Virginia's. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. And they pushed that push. Oh, really? Yeah, there's about, I think he told me there's 11 of them. Holy crap. But they only hunt for a couple of days on weekends, and that's it. That's it? Wow. But they said they don't bait or nothing, and they just go in. And he said they get one or two every year out of there, and they, they just they just enjoy it. It was an older fella. He's probably, oh, I'd say he's in his 60s. 60s? So I wouldn't say older. I keep saying that, but, I mean, I'm getting up to my 40s. <laughs> <laughs> like, it's nuts. So, but anyways, I think, I think what we've done... Is absolutely uh, a, a total upgrade from what yeah. it was. Like, it was good because it was starting to overgrow. Like oh, the tree stands yeah. are falling down. Like you guys, your dad, you guys have done great work with the tree stands. Yeah, we built some old ones and they're starting to fall apart now. But like we get to, to upgrade them. So my plan was this year is uh, for my one property out here, I'm building a, a tripod basically. Well, it's quad pod. It's gonna be four posts. But uh, just so I can get my daughter, daughter in. Out. But I kind of wanted to build the same one if it works out because I'm building it all out of pallets. Okay. Cheap Dutchman I am. Hey, so I figured most of it I'm going to build like the frame of it and then I'm going to fill everything in with like slats. Yep. And then I get all that uh, styrofoam insulation from work for free. Okay. And I'm just going to do that yep. and then fill it with plywood on the inside, right. painter like you guys did. Yep. And that'll be my blind. If I can do two of them, then all I need is you guys to get. And that area would be great for cutting down uh, logs. Yep. For the post, we only have to buy the six by sixes. No. Put the posts up on it. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, that's what we did posts. with metal, didn't we? we yeah. Posts. Yeah. And then we'll rock that. Um, one thing I do want to improve is behind the house. I want to move that stand to in that pine tree. Yeah. Because the stand we have now is in an old ash, and there's no bark left on it. Yes, <laughs> she's seen better days. But yeah. And I'm not sure if the stand itself is going to fall off first or the or tree's tree. going to fall down. Oh, yeah. I can tell you we're going to get at least two cord of wood out of this tree yep. when it goes down. But sure. last year was the year branches started falling off, little branches as I climbed the stand. So I thought it's getting to that point. point. And I don't want to be up there. And, and, and underneath it's not even grass. It's an old, old rock rocks. pile piled in the... And I'm like, you coming down off that, it's... It's going to hurt. It's going to hurt, so... Yeah, I get that that stand fixed up and in that nice big pine tree, which is yeah. five or six yards away from where it was originally. Oh, yeah. And, uh, yeah, that'll look good. We'll be concealed good in that dark, dark up there. Oh, yeah. If we can even just build, like, the kind of the same setup we have. Yeah. And uh, leave it that way, so it'll be good. Wouldn't so be, wouldn't be hard. You got any other goals for 2019, man, you want to get into? Uh... For 2020, up at the camp, anyway. Huh. 2020. Funny, that's right. Good call. I just fucked that up. <laughs> <laughs> uh, not really. I think what we're doing is pretty, pretty good. Like I said, we want to get that food plot the way we want it. Yeah. So it actually um, grows properly. It actually grows better. We got to get it in the right season. Yeah. We tried to plant last year in July, and she was, was uh, sparse for water. I could tell you that. It was hot. We had a little bit of the wheat grow up, um, and I was talking to a farmer buddy of mine. He figures what happened was the, uh, the clover germinated. And some of the wheat did, but then we had no rain, and it probably just dried right out because yeah. we got a lot more sandy soils up there than down here where we are in eastern Ontario. So it was pretty good. Um, I plan on doing a bear hunt this year. We were talking about it earlier, and I think we should. Yep. Um, we haven't bear hunted last year. We took a year off, and I think we're, instead of us going up for the six weeks on weekends this year, I think we're going to do it like deer season A. We're going to do just a two weeks. Yeah, we'll do, do the first two weeks of Ju uh, June. And that way, uh, the bears are already active. The grass is green. green. They're ready to eat, and we can just put some some candy basically yeah. out there for them. And not all the traveling every yeah. weekend to go up. And yeah, there's no baiting. We just go up one weekend before and bait heavy, and then hunt the next weekend yeah. and bait it, and then we have one more week after that to hunt, and, mm. and we're done. Yeah. And uh, yeah, the bear population up there was was significant when we were hunting, oh. and uh, we gave them a little break this year, so. 
I'm sure some stuff has moved in because we even had bears on camera when we were deer hunting. So yeah. they they know the area. We've provided what they want. And they were kind of probably disappointed hey, this yeah, year. Yeah, last year. I know I went up with my brother. We baited one on <coughs> Wednesday, and we went up the following Thursday and hunted. And uh, I know he harvested one, but I decided I was going to shoot a tree. <laughs> <laughs> We could have took it home for firewood. It was dead. You know what I mean? Yep, that's right. Broadhead right stuck right into it, <laughs> double lung. I remember watching the video today. Oh, I yeah. Truck load of that. What the fuck happened there? <laughs> but I got my brother texting. He's like, are you sure you missed him? Yeah, I can see the arrow sticking in the tree right now. I definitely missed him. So, oh, well, that won't happen this year. Hopefully with all this uh, archery training I'm doing, I won't have target panic as much anymore, and I'll be able to relax and actually make a proper shot like I did on that doe this year so that was my goal this year harvest a doe or harvest a mature animal and I did it so I think uh, you got any ice fishing plans this year at all? I don't think so. I was talking to you about this and I don't, I don't know. I'd like to get out I'll get you out for one or two good ones yeah I don't want to do too much traveling for it but way, I, I think I'd like to try it the way the Saint, I've never done it the way the St. Lawrence is work, uh, looking right now <laughs> well, I don't think we, we'll be doing a little bit of uh, shore fishing shore fishing yeah oh it's wild they drained they drained uh, our body of water um, to bring down Lake Ontario and whatnot a couple of feet because it's it's flooding and uh, our causeway of the seaway where between uh, Cornwall and Iroquois is the the, uh, the fluctuation point so I think our levels have dropped six feet probably close to that they were oh. saying six feet trying to to drop lake ontario so that's going to happen for the next couple of weeks so our ice fishing it's going to be shit i was going to say but, the rain uh, today we're getting whoa <laughs> i should be get yeah we got lots of rain coming your yard is flooded oh yeah wow but uh i'm planning to get out when we can probably won't get out till march the way it's looking <laughs> now but won't even be able to put the ice shack out the permanent one and maybe i'm gonna have to head up north with some of my buddies there hey uh my buddy Davey McGee, he, uh, he's going to uh, take me out, he said, and put me on some whitefish, and I'm going to hold him to it. Hope you listen to this, and I'm uh, calling you out in front of the whole Whipper World Nation, buddy. <laughs> yeah, so maybe me and you, I'll tag along with you going to Bancroft. You go see your girlfriend, I'll go fishing. <laughs> go fishing, yeah. <laughs> you want to smoke so, there, nice. But yeah, no, man, I haven't been ice fishing in two years, so I plan on, I want to get out. Yeah. I want to do a little bit of fishing. My kids like fishing. I want to get them out. Something just different. Yeah. We're going to do a lot of hiking, though, I think, yeah. this there in the winter. Um, get the snowshoes out if we actually ever get any snow and snow. rain. Um, do some hiking. I'm going to do some shed hunting this year hard. Yeah. Never done it, but I think that's what's going to be uh, my motivation on this meal plan. I'm doing to lose some weight. I'm just going to keep out like I did all early fall. Yep. All that walking and scouting, I'm going to turn it into uh, scouting for sheds and and uh, areas where the deer are bedding and whatnot right now so that I can kind of pinpoint what's going on next year. Yeah. So I got a couple pro- properties that uh, I want to figure out a little bit more. Um, the one I got last year that the private, it's just a little area I want to kind of mess around with to see what's up, but it's mainly a hardwood bush. And they move out early season. Plus, like I said, it flooded. It flooded last year. I couldn't hunt it the late season. So um, I think that's pretty much my goal right there for that. And uh, next, next, next thing you know, uh, the guy that doesn't want to go on the podcast finally shows up. Hey, Kev, how's it going, buddy? Not bad, yourself? Good, good, good. So, yeah, we uh, we got the owner here of uh, Byers Carpentry. He's probably going to try and walk out right now, but we'll see. 
So, brother Nat, you got any uh, deer goals for down here, man? 2020. Um, the one property we have down just a minute down the road, um, where I hunted muzzleloader, I did see 17 deer. Wow. In three days, I'm sure a couple different days were the same ones, but still. Um, I want to scout it out a little bit better. Uh, we're not. I don't think we're hunting the main bedding areas. I know they're nearby. They're walking out. I'm the one spot where I've seen them. Uh, they were coming right out from the cedars, but I don't think they were bedding there. I think they were bedding in a different area, but they were walking by. And like I said, I sat there Monday, muzzleloader, seen a bunch, seen some chasing, deer taking off. Uh, Tuesday, I had a couple does. Wednesday, a couple does again. And then of course, like Drew said earlier in the podcast, that's when my dad shot the eight pointer. I sat there all three days and he goes out. I, I went out Thursday morning and he goes out Thursday afternoon, takes my new crossbow, haven't even shot a deer with it yet. And I legit just drove by on the same, like I can see him with his orange. I went by, we were going back to Ember and he texted me. I just shot that eight pointer. I was like, you have to be kidding. <laughs> I sat there all week and the one buck that we've had on camera, the biggest one, he shot. I'm like, are you kidding me? <laughs> Kev's year. Yeah. <laughs> Kev's year. Hey buddy. Yeah. So, <laughs> but. Oh, that's great. You know the problem with doing a podcast and drinking Bud Lights is? You piss every <laughs> half an hour. <laughs> Holy man. Yeah, no. So we gotta, that's good man. At least you got some improvements. Me and all I want to do is put in one food plot on that new private chunk I got. Uh, I'm going to cut a little bit more shooting lanes in uh, one spot I got, but that's public because over the last couple of years it's been going. Plus, actually, a big, huge ash tree fell right on my four-wheeler trail. Nice. Yeah, lovely. So it's, uh, it took part of the fender off the Polaris, actually. Oh, yeah? I tried to sneak around it when it was the Polaris actually came out of the garage, uh, you know, that one day? Yeah, that one yeah. day, yeah. Yeah, yeah, and it was acting up. It took me, like, fucking half an hour to get out of the bush, but... <laughs> I tried to go around that ash tree and she caught the fender and you know the part that was broke already? Yep. I broke another chunk on it. Oh, lovely. It was lovely. Yeah. So I had to call that guy. My buddy Jordan actually got me a, a guy, his name at Ottawa. All he deals with is players' parts. Oh, okay. That's so handy. So get that new wiring kit for it and everything else. And hopefully I actually can keep up with you. Yeah, very. I thought, hey, that old player's pulled that can am out, won't it? <laughs> I'm talking about his, not yours. Man. I'm talking about his. <laughs> so, yeah. So deer season this year, you got a um, deer size, I guess, deer caliber, deer age. You want to go for? Or you just? I like to go where we are. Up at camp, we have the same rules. It's yeah, filled tags, filled tags. Filled tags Down home, I'd like to get a good box. I like one to, for the wall. I like to see you shoot that one that showed up in December. Yeah, that nice. That one. one, of course, I drove by the exact same time, and he was at my pile at 9:30 in the morning. We were going to our <laughs> Christmas tree hunt, where I end up seeing you. Yeah. And we call him Browse. His Browse tines gotta be what seven to eight. Eight inches. inches yeah. Easy. They're they're big. He's been on camera for the last three years. I was actually looking at that on my iPad. And day pictures, man. And day pictures. Day pictures. He showed up in 2016 at 7.30, broad daylight. He was smaller, but still a shooter deer. And he showed up again when we finally went out to the one property. That's by all the crown and the bog is... The bog. The bog. 
And of course, the one time we don't go, dad or I or my uncle, he's there at 9.30 in the morning again. Yep. It's, it's the way it always is. He makes like the a, one mistake and of course. So he was telling you about my buddy Mark. He says, uh, I'm going to keep saying yes to overtime. And every day he said yes to overtime, that buck showed up yeah. on camera and day. He was mad, so. It's like they know. They just laugh. I think it's just a game, man. Oh. They got to know. They're smart. Well, I, I want to say they're smart creatures. They're very habitual creatures, so they're easy to understand if you can figure out the pattern, mm -hmm. which I really haven't yet. I'm no. still trying to learn that part. But, uh, but yeah, when they're in their, their, their uh, domain, you're not beating them at their no. game unless you're smarter. So. I was going to say, he doesn't get that big. They don't get that big for a reason. Yeah. Yet. So. And that's that one thing like I got. I still got a camera out in that one spot I got. I had it out there s since muzzleloader. It was like three or four days before muzzleloader I put it out. Never even checked it. Haven't checked but it. But I found a print that's almost the same size as my hand, man. Like Whoa. going by it. And I just I don't know why I never went there. I kind of just wanted to scope it out, I guess. I even put a stand up in it. I never hunted it. Never, never hunted it once. Um, I think a lot of the thing I wanted to spend some time with my, my buddy Charlie there and my brother mm -hmm. hunting, so. Uh, we end up we end up hunting the, the public we always do at the end of the year trying to fill some tags and um, I was after Big Mike there for a little bit but I knew after muzzleloader he was going to disappear he disappeared last year same thing yeah. this year I'm hoping that I don't think the same as last year and I hope I hope he made it through yeah but other than that yeah like I'm I'm ready ready to start hunting turkeys I think almost no, I'm ready once we get all this crappy weather I can tell you, I can tell you honestly that archery today was was weird. Um, after the third third scoring round, I was shaking. Oh yeah, my heart was pounding. I was shaking. I was exciting. I don't know why. <laughs> <It> was, <laughs> I was I was excited to do it. So it's, I've always been interested in it, and it's something to something I'm actually happy I've invited to to, to join. Yeah. Because uh, the guys, like I said, the guys I'm with are they're really good shooters. Yeah. I'm not bad by any means, in my opinion. But I could. There's lots for me to improve. There's always even those guys. There's lots for them to improve. It's just uh, the more time I put into it. You know what I mean? The better yeah. it is. And get you around. And it'll make me an all-around. It'll make me a better bow hunter, too. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like, you can start to cure your, your target panic. You can you can pick the right spot. You know you're going to be aiming the right spot. Yeah. So, <clears throat> But, uh, yeah, I don't really have any other goals for 2020. Just want to get out there do a lot more uh, stuff in the outdoors. I want to experience a lot more, man. I really want to experience a lot more. I think I am going to try to plan that, that uh, up north deer hunt. Yeah. If I can, early season October, try to get out. Just yeah. more or less, it's gonna be like a camping trip with a boat, yeah. Yeah. right? Yeah. So I take off, spend some days out in the wilderness. Everything you can backpack in, or basically, we're gonna drive in with our truck. I think probably just yeah. whatever you can put in the truck and set your tent up and fire and go. Just kind of like what you do with a moose hunt. Yep. We're gonna do it with a deer hunt. Yeah. Unless we finally draw a moose tag where we were. Yeah, that'll be handy. Because, <coughs> uh, <coughs> excuse me, guys. Uh, last year, like everybody knows, I drew a tag down in our area. I didn't draw a tag where we have our camp. So it would be really nice if our camp could draw one and we could get out. And uh, I think there's quite a bit of guys in our camp right now. We we have 11 members, and I think there's four additional. I don't think they'll all be up for it, but we can get out. Yeah. And uh, all in all, that's a really good sip of beer. <laughs> all in all, I think like if I can just get to the camp a couple times, like, we were even talking about going to our camp and doing some ice fishing on Barber's Lake or all those big park where the pike are, yeah. right by Ann's. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, we'll see. Something different. Take the four Well, once you get that players fixed. <laughs> no, I won't get it fixed. I'll probably have to buy a new one before I get it. <laughs> <laughs> it's, 
Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah, it's not a very good thing as a fireman, though, right? <laughs> I said I'm that guy too, guys. Like everybody gets away with that shit around here. You know what I mean? Like you know it. Oh, and I'm like, I'll be the guy that gets caught. Yeah. If you ever did that, I just it's me. I couldn't do it. No. So it's one of those things. But you just you sit there and you hope every day you stare at it. Why don't you just light yourself on fire? <laughs> Why can't you just turn yourself into a Honda? Oh. <laughs> Don't let Kenny know I said that. Yeah. <laughs> I actually think he's coming back this afternoon. Is he going to sell that? I wonder if he'd sell his. No, oh, I doubt it. He plows with that, right? Oh, well, the 420 he got, apparently, would have sold. I know. I would have I took that one, too. I like that one. Oh, well, boys. She's not in the books right now. She's either a new truck or a new four-wheeler, and I haven't yet decided, so I don't know if I should even make that choice yet, right? So. I say you just do both, get it done over with. Yeah, that's what my wife said, too. Just put the four-wheeler in the new truck. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently you can do that if you buy like a Ford. Eh? I was going to say, uh, Dodge had a deal like that for a buddy of ours. Ford's got it too, so be pretty nice. Something to think about. <laughs> well, boys, she's been nice. Go say hi, Kevin, at least again, you know, for the second time. I'm going to get him on here one of these times for you guys. He's not much of a talker. He's not much of a talker. He's one hell of a fucking carpenter, though. He's not much of a talker. I've never seen a nicer shower in a camp other than ours. Well, it was handy. So, well, guys, from here at uh, the Whippoorwill crew, I myself telling you guys that uh, this season's going to be great. What about you, Ryan? You got any good words? Can't wait. Can't wait for it to start again. Good stuff, guys. All right, guys. I want you to remember to always improve and always enjoy. It's the Whippoorwill Collective. You can follow me on Instagram, Whippoorwill Outdoors, or you can go to Facebook and check out my Facebook page, as well as you can follow me on http backslash backslash whippoorwilloutdoors.home.blog to find any of my writing, or you can uh, subscribe to any of your major media platforms uh, Spotify, uh, iHeartRadio, Breaker, uh, Google Play, any one of those, Anchor.fm, they'll all play this podcast, and I hope to hear from all of you guys. Cheers to the next time, guys. Good